Saints, Saints, and friends. Welcome back to the Vibe Central Podcast. Congratulations, you have passed the vibe check. All right, so before we get into our usual bad Bible joke, I want to welcome Amari yet again. What is up? Glad to have you. Hey. What up? Okay, now here's the bad Bible joke you all have been waiting for. We know this. And the Bible joke is as follows. Why couldn't Jonah trust the ocean? Gonna give you time. Because he knew there was something fishy about it. Yeah. I think that was worse than the one from the last episode. Yeah, that was worse than the most. (laughs) They're all bad. So, you know, you just kind of got to be open with it. All right. So today it pleases me. I'm, it's almost like I'm honored at this point. Today, our guest in this part two series of Creatives in Crisis with us, she is a director, a choreographer, a writer. Oh Lord, I could say so many things about this woman. But today we have Miss CJ Phillip of Dancing Be More with us today. Yes, I am so excited. Thank you, Miss CJ. I greatly appreciate you for taking the time to talk to Vibe Central and just to have conversation. Yeah, it is my pleasure. I feel very um, welcome. Thank you and honored to be here. It is a pleasure to have you. So I guess we'll start off with the first question of how are you? Like, how has 2020 been for you? How's it been treating you? You know? You know what? I'm actually great. I really am. Um, It has been a journey to get to great, (laughs) but um, I've been putting in that work and making those steps and writing in that journal and um, saying my prayers and calling my family and talking with folks and just reflecting on what am I doing? What have I been doing? And what's my role at this point in time? I, um, thoroughly believe in blooming where you're planted and not getting so far ahead of yourself that you can't really do good work right where you are. And so um, right when everything shut down back in March, I took, I just was still and quiet and um, was listening for direction. And I'm so glad I took that time because now as I look back over the last six months and see what directions and paths I've been on, I am so grateful and I feel so blessed. Absolutely. I think it's necessary to have that quiet time and to hear for direction and to listen for what your next move is. And I think that's very important. journals uh, I want to say that though I think journals are very important to have when you're when your mind is on like a thousand and it's going crazy and you just you have to write it all out it doesn't matter if you feel like three pages four pages it doesn't matter if you feel half a page as long as you have those thoughts yeah and there's so many times when you start to write you don't even know what's going to end up on the page exactly so i've been journaling for decades and i have you know notebooks and notebooks full of my own history on the page and oftentimes i will go back and take a look at sort of where i've come from and 10 years ago and 20 years ago what were my struggles and then sometimes i'm like oh wow you know what I'm actually in a completely different chapter right now. And you can look at how far you've come. But while everything is so up close, it's hard to have um, the right optics. And so journaling helps with that. And again, you know, you never know what's on your heart until you start to write. And then all kinds of things come out, including creative things like songs and poetry and plays and all kinds of stuff. So that's the fun stuff. Absolutely. I think it's very important. So... My next question, I guess, would be, what is your, what has been creatively your best asset of 2020 or like something you're very proud of that you've done this So what are the, um, there's actually, can I say multiple things? Of course. Okay. <laughs> so one of the first things um, that my company, Dance and Be More, is a multidisciplinary company in Baltimore. We do music and dance and theater making, and we work with all ages from um, four years old to 84 years old. And um, so one of the first things we did was pick up the phone and start checking on our elders. 
um, mm-hmm. and how much this pandemic has impacted them and the amount of uh, sort of mental and emotional challenge and stress they have. It's just good for them to have a, a kind voice on the other line, just calling to say, hello, I don't need anything from you. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and I care for you and want to see what you need. Do I need to run to the store and get anything? And so we did that for uh, quite a few weeks. And then I uh, got together some of my friends who I knew I see it, these senior citizens on Facebook and things. And I invited them to do a test of our elder arts jam sessions that we normally do live. Uh, we're artists and residents at the Waxter Senior Center. We do work at Javis Story Branch and elder centers all over Baltimore. And I said, let's see what this would look like in on a Zoom call. And so this group of elders actually from, from my church called the Cedars of Lebanon uh, came together with us because I already knew they were meeting on Zoom. So at least they had that much they had been on Zoom before. Right. And right. so we actually... Uh, would do segments of what we thought could work in a class setting and then we'd work creatively musically and then stop and then get their feedback right away what did that feel like uh what's your preference did you like that faster or slower was that blah 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 and then we'd go into the next section so it was really this sort of conversation creative conversation back and forth as we tried things on them and they just felt really um encouraged to be asked their thoughts and their opinions before just being like plopped down this here's this program we have for you and we haven't gotten your input (laughs) and so um after getting that beta test we then launched in april uh saturday morning uh elder arts jam and invited people in baltimore and i invited my mom who's in new york state she invited her girlfriend so a couple people from atlanta came from new york came from all bunch from baltimore and we started doing jam sessions and uh singing songs together we would mute so you didn't have to deal with the lag we'd have uh name that song dance along and use like motown music and we would do choreography and then we would take quiet meditation walks in our imagination and stretch and breathe and uh, we would also play trivia games and do an open mic and um, so this is all in the matter of an hour on zoom and we had so much fun and immediately knew that we wanted to do it more often and so regularly and so we started doing it every second Saturday of the month. And so we have dozens of elders who meet us every month and look forward to it. So much so that if they're not coming, I'll get an email, hey girl, it's my granddaughter so-and-so, I'm a Zoom with them, I'll come back next month. Like they'll let me know when they're not coming to class. Right, right, because it's so, so important. Yeah, and so the cool thing is after six months now with them and just building trust and building community and building a family, uh, one of the things that we did right away is we notice that when you go online to YouTube and you're looking for how to Zoom when everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what's the Zoom thing? What's this WebEx thing? How do we do this? There weren't very many that were elder friendly. And so we actually created our own how to Zoom for senior citizens. (laughs) And we put that on Dance and Be More TV on our YouTube page. And hundreds of people have watched that and shared that with whether they come to our class or not, they're like, my mom needs this because she's like, girl, I don't know what to push. I don't know how to get on here. <laughs> and so that that was great. And then uh, one last thing I'll say about the Elder Jam. We love it. We do it every month. I do miss my elders who don't have the devices or the internet access. And so we're like, how do we solve this problem? And so what we've done is we have edited together uh, some uh, pre-recorded classes that we've done. We have about 10 of those. And we're gonna start December 7th airing on local cable TV, a weekly Elder Jam, Mondays at 11. So they can just turn on channel 75 and be like, hell it good. Like right, that. that's so cool. <laughs> they do their whole thing. And so <laughs> that song, Sunday Best, is one of our favorites. And we actually created a music video. So if you go to Dance and Be More TV and click the playlist that says um, Elder Jam, or just see this beautiful woman with uh, all in black with these great black and white shades and silver, silver hair. She's 75 years old. Click that video. And that's our Elder Arts Jam music video to Sunday Best by Surfaces. 
that so that we are very proud of. That is amazing. And I love Miss CJ as you were sharing, um, as you were sharing about the Elder Arch Jam, about dancing be more, that it, there was always a how-to. You know, there was always a how do we solve this problem? How do we help? How yeah. do we how do we do this for them and not, you know, to get anything back, but to just give back. You know, and I love that. I love that about you. I love that about dancing be more that y'all are practically problem solvers <laughs> that like you're always finding a how to and I'm going to go find that um, how to use Zoom because I know, good Lord, I know some people that need it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and then when you do invite them to come, our next Elder Jam is December 12th and it's always open and welcome and free for any folks 65 and older it's a great fun community we crack ourselves up we share recipes and stories and it's a good time and as a and as a person of uh, musical interest it's really good that you're incorporating like different musical um genres from different time uh points into your playlist and you're doing it for not only the young people but for the old people and as mitchell was talking about how uh, you were like problem solvers like that's so good because many people when they see a problem they're like i don't think i wanna i don't know and you're like okay this is a, a need this is an issue what are we going to do how are we going to do it and with using the zoom it, it's awesome and i was like okay Okay, I see y'all. Yes. And it's just so interesting to hear that other people older than us are making a difference mm -hmm. um, in our communities right under our noses and we don't know about it. So it just, it just made my day, especially with that Sunday best. I love that song. It's, <laughs> it's my go-to song. And yeah. it just, you just made my day with that. And it's just awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you're encouraged. One of the things that um, is really fun too, I think about how we use these mediums and I hear people all the time trying to make what they do happen in this medium um, without this idea of, I need to understand this medium. I can't fit a square peg in a round hole. Like mm -hmm. what is Zoom? What is going on? And so one of the things we do, we call it a box step where we take our hands and we trace the box of Zoom to create different movement and patterns that help our minds remember and work in different ways. And so it's a way to see the space around you and see the medium that you're in and play with the forward and the back and what happens when your hands come close and go away um and so there's so much creative exploration that we can do when do we spotlight someone's video because they're the one that's jamming and we're like hey go uh yeah get it you know what i mean and they right, feel right. like the spotlight is literally on me my, my camera is big <laughs> and i'm going and then we pull them back and put somebody else forward so it's about like it's almost like a learning another dialect um, and I think we've been trying to force Zoom to do us. But if you actually start to take a look at what Zoom does and see how you can be creative in that environment, again, problem solving, uh, creatives are, you know, the best problem solvers in the world, I believe. And Absolutely. I think there's a lot of fun to be had. I think, I think creatives are, are very, that was, that was very interesting that you said that, because I think creatives are problem solvers. I think their solution is they don't just go for the, okay, well, this is, this is what it is. You know, their, their mind is at a hundred. They're like, oh, you know, how do I, like, what is Zoom? What does it do? What are the functions? What are the mechanisms? How can I use it to give back? How can I use it to do this event? Like it, there's, there's so much in the creative mind where we just don't stop at what it is, you know, and we go for like, okay, what, what's really behind it? You know, like what actually, what, what's really going on? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So speaking of Zoom, um, simply put, we've had to do everything on it. Yeah. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Let's talk about Voices of Carmen for a minute. Now, this musical I love, and not just because I was original, no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> just because um, this musical literally opened so, just, just it just opened me to the world of creatives. It opened me creatively it, it opened me mentally it opened me physically because i i for example i did a dance in there a tango dance that i i never thought i could do like i never and because my mind was so boxed in with it i was like oh how am i going to pull this off and with a rat with pulling a few rabbits out of hats a few prayer moments 
I did it, you know? And so I love this musical and, but the way that you adapted it this year, being that we're in a, a virtual creative space and we have to be in a virtual creative space because of um, COVID and everything that's going on. Just, just tell me what it was like producing a, a, a virtual musical. Just explain what that was like. So um, I'll go back to that pause that I took back in March because <laughs> <laughs> that was step number one. Take a step and take a moment to breathe and to pause. And um, I really did. I just cleared my mind. I didn't put much on my schedule at all. I, I you know, pet my cat, hung out with my husband <laughs> and just, you know, looked out the window and was like, hmm, what, what are we gonna do next? <laughs> and so, um, and my first thought was to get feedback. I love feedback and um, find out what people are thinking that you, want to collaborate with. And so we had this incredible cast that we auditioned back in February of 2020. We had our first event early March at the Be More Healthy Expo where we introduced all of them um, at that event. And then just a week or two after everything was closed down. And so I wanted to talk with the young people who were cast as well as their parents to see where they were at, how they were feeling and, um, you know, what their uh, level of interest was in continuing the program in a virtual setting. So we had a sort of full company cast and family uh, meet up via Zoom. And um, during that time, you know, we sort of talked about where we come, where we started, uh, where, where we've been and what we, where we could potentially go and some of the questions and concerns that we have as Dance and Be More. And then we sent everyone, both the young participants and their parents, we made two different sort of surveys for them because they are coming from different points of view in their life and stages of their life of what their questions might be, what their concerns might be, and had them share that with us. And overwhelmingly, people were really eager and interested in uh keeping the program going and seeing what we could create together in a virtual setting and so i left that meeting feeling like okay i think i think we we can move forward and so that's what we did we started um, sending out material in june to get people vocally ready for a show because we'd all been sitting around eating you know feet up muscles atrophy, vocal cords atrophy, ain't nobody singing at nothing, you know, in the shower. And so we were sounding crazy, we was looking crazy, so we needed to get in shape. And so in the routine we were like, okay, let's get in the mode. So we send them vocal training tapes, um, sort of acting how-to stuff. And then by the beginning of June, we had a what to expect meet up with just them. Because a lot of them, again, this, uh, something that people may not know is Voices of Carmen is a musical adaptation of the opera Carmen. So it's a musical, it's about an hour and a half, uh, maybe a little bit more with intermission. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's got all those elements of musical theater. You've got dance, you've got acting, you've got singing, but it's got a wide range of music. So not only is it some of the classic opera, you know, habanera that you've heard before, like that kind of stuff. But right. then you've also got, you know, R&B and rap and hip hop and pop songs all woven together um, that I've written to continue to tell this story, but in a more contemporary way. And so um, I grew up doing musical theater. I had an entire career. I still have a career in musical theater. I spent 18 years in New York, 15 of those years. I was blessed to be on Broadway um, in three different musicals, doing Broadway tours, uh, performing internationally here in Germany and um, uh, Sweden and Switzerland. And, and so, um, you know, I had this really, this experience for me of theater and art is not a hobbyist. It's like a jobby job. 
Right. And so the way I approach this is it's work, it's discipline, it's training, it's it's uh, dedication. There's a, a deliberateness about it. And so I have that expectation and I don't I don't think it benefits anyone for me to lower that bar or water it down. Like, let me teach you how to not be professional. I don't think people are really into if you're going to train with a professional. I think you want to learn from them how to be, be professional, professional. Right. Right. And so. Um, um, so we make sure that we sort of set the bar, help people know what the expectations are. And most times you'll have several people who meet that expectation and exceed that expectation. You're like, wow, this young person has had some or just either has a grit about them and an ambition about them that drives them and has a focus about them. Or they've had people influence them in their lives that have helped them to know how to absorb things and grow and right. get the most out of an opportunity that's right in front of you. But you have a handful of folk <laughs> and you may know some of the folk I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> never really had a job and that's okay that's what this is this is job training um and and or, and they just don't know what that bar and that expectation is and i would say to people this is not school school is easy <laughs> in comparison like you know how in school you could like turn your camera off and just be like off on the side da, da, da. we'd be like where you at <laughs> You at work. We'll call you out. Where are you? Right. And most of our cast um, was hired via YouthWorks. And then we had a portion of our cast. I would say nine, this year, about 85% of our cast with YouthWorks and 15% were hired via Dance and Be More if they didn't qualify for YouthWorks, which is a summer job program. And so in YouthWorks application, if the employee of YouthWorks is not on camera, they are not at work. And so... Let me tell you, that first paycheck, we had to prep people who were like, they're not going to be able to handle what's about to happen to them. It's like, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. They really ain't ready. And so we had to like send them a lovely little email and we would let people know, hey, you know, be on camera, camera ready, two inch pinch, not slumping down in there, like, you know, sitting out if whatever, or like half on, half off. Right, like on the side, just chilling. <laughs> yeah. And so we, and we were very like restorative. Like if somebody was literally, we have people who, oh baby, must have been up, just straight up sleeping, right? <laughs> just <laughs> at work. And you just like gently put them in a breakout room <laughs> with a counselor who'll be like, hey, psst, psst, yeah, you sleeping, you at work. <laughs> <laughs> help them sort of stretch it out you need some water need to walk it off what you right. need to do what you need let's get you back in there right and so we would get back in there but we also had to have these talks of um so you know and what people don't know when they do theater is stage management and company management is keeping track of everything right. and i learned that when i was in theater i mean when you walk in the door literally it's like mitchell arrived at 7 32 and Mitchell left at so-and-so. So like there's someone's job that's all, you know, they're doing second assistant stage manager. And so they, we would have these uh, emails that say, Hey, so on Thursday um, you, you uh, went for lunch and then never came back. So that's like two hours that will be missing from your check. And then, <laughs> and folks were like, what? Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. and we're like, well, you know, we record all the zooms. Do you see yourself? Do you see your, you know, and so people got like, oh, wow. And so I was like, so this is a good lesson to learn. But what I would love for you to have is the kind of integrity that you don't have to have somebody tell you to be where you said you're going to be. You committed to this project. You read the agreement, signed a contract and said, my yes is my yes. And yet it's no. So we need you to start to develop the kind of character because young people often want to be treated like adults, but adulting is not a game, y'all. And so <laughs> when we when we do treat you like adults, it, it feels some kind of way. And so that first little paycheck, I was like, how are you going to skip out on work like three times and then give me an attitude? <laughs> I know that's not happening because I come to work smiling in sunshine every day. It's a fresh start. I don't care what happened yesterday. We come to work today. 
I love you. We're going to jump in here. We're going to get this thing going. And so um, it was good. It was a it was a it was a challenging sort of first week to get everybody acclimated. But once we moved into it, the thing that I loved is every day we were able to do sort of feedback checkouts and writing like for 30 minutes, like sort of what you took away, what you wanted to hold on to or remember that day. Right. Um, somebody knew that you met a friendship or relationship. And so as much as like, it's sometimes a little challenging to like hold people to this higher standard when they would just get to pour out and talk about what they were getting out of the project and, and being a part of the program and that they did feel safe that it was like, you know, there's something about this where I, you know what, this is a safe space. I'm not gonna get away with nothing, but it's a safe space. <laughs> um, and so that was really incredible. And then what we were able to do in that five weeks, they didn't believe at first. And I remember the first day that we actually showed them, cause the, the idea was we're gonna be in this Zoom four days a week, Monday through Thursday. We're going to only be in here for two hours. And then you have your own work at home sessions and things you got to turn in, videotape yourself doing, because we're going to put those videos together to create a movie musical. And that was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. But then, you know, you do a day in, day out, and they're like, is this really going to happen? And then that moment where we came back with some footage and showed them, their faces just were like, Oh my gosh, this is real. Like we're really making a movie in Zoom <laughs> and this is in our homes and people are taking this footage and editing it together. So I do need to look at my lighting. I do need to look at the crop shot that I'm doing. And then all of a sudden those lessons that you're learning in these workshops about lighting, workshops about sound and audio have a life application and an in product that you were a part of creating and can be really proud of. And so it was an incredible five weeks. Um, we were able to also add on three outdoor performances, a outdoor park performance at Eager Park, where we were like generously 10 feet apart because that park is so big and beautiful. And the stage is 70 to 80 feet across. Um, and it was the first time people saw each other. And I remember one um, student saying, I'm just so happy to see everybody and to not have to unmute to hold a conversation with you. <laughs> like, even though we're apart in this moment, I can just talk to you openly. And so to see how much they bonded and felt connected, even though we were uh, in our own homes creating, there's something about theater, there's something about the arts that has an innate connectivity um, that's hard to explain. And I think that's what Carmen did for us this summer. Absolutely. Being a part, I will say, um, being a part of one of the one of the virtual performances, it like it was an experience. I, I came home and told my mom, she asked me like, how was it? Like, mom, it was an experience. Like I had never met these people before. I've never seen these people before. I've never really worked with these people before. And coming back into, you know, a world that I not had thought I stepped out of for good, but you know, a world that I, I had told like, see you later. Coming back to Carmen, it was like, I was nervous in the car because it was like, oh, oh boy, like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? What's gonna happen? And I had like butterflies in my stomach for the first time in forever. Like I had like 2020 has been a year where literally I've taken time to rest and I haven't done many uh, either virtual performances or driving performances. So coming back to this performance, I was like, oh boy, uh, I'm nervous, <laughs> nervous like never before. And coming into it and stepping into it and having such a a cast that had bonded, um, cast with, with character and integrity and work ethic and just being a part of the Carmen program, it, it was unexplainable. I still talk to some of the people from the cast nice. today. So being a part of, um, being, being just a, a small part of the Voices of Carmen 2020 um, cast, it was amazing. And to see the work and to, cause I'm like, I'm watching this musical and if I'm quite frank here, I was like, yeah. I know Miss CJ did some stressing over this one because it's like, it's it's amazing. And for those of you listening, Voices of Carmen 2019 was spectacular, but 2020 was something different. Like you have to do it virtually and it's like 
you, you you almost doubt yourself because it's like how in the world am I going to do this and you get together creatively with your cast and with those who you know you can trust with your vision you know and you say what are we going to do how are we going to make this and it all goes back to the how to it all goes back to okay we're in a pandemic we can't be together how are we going to do this yeah. so going back to creatives being problem solvers but it take I, and one of the things miss cj you like you said you like feedback i think it's important to get feedback and i think it's important to have a good team to talk to and to you know that you can trust mm. um, with a vision such as what versus a Carmen was to say you know what do you like about this? What don't you like about? Mm -hmm. And when you and you know when they say what don't they like, you know, don't take it personal. Just fix it. You know, I think don't take that kind of thing personal. Like, what are we, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna fix it if this is not like? How are we gonna do this? And so I think it's really important to get feedback when it comes to theater. When it comes to anything, I think it's important to have to get feedback and to have um, community to talk to to discuss okay this is what i want to do but what do you guys think and i think that i think the 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 building the building in the creative or the theater world like you said you can't really explain it you can't put true words on it you just kind of have to you kind of have to live in it because that's not something that you can really really explain with a with a deep amount of words sometimes it's just I love them. You can't tell them that's the only statement that comes out. So I think it's very important. So with that um, being said, what were some of the, the the best moments and what were some of the worst, what were some of the moments where you're just like, uh, I don't know, were there ever moments where you were like, what we gonna do now? Yes, absolutely. So, um, so what, so one thing that I loved about this year was there was such a clear progression uh, in the workshops that were coming in every week. And so we started with, um, you know, looking at our emotional intelligence, how, and, and it just felt so necessary <laughs> in 2020. Um, you know, how do our feelings impact our choices? Um, you know, we talk about voices and choices a lot in the show. And, um, and then how, do our emotional intelligence impact our relationship with others and um and how we treat others and how we perceive um being treated by others and so having those kind of workshops working with restorative response baltimore to look at how we resolve conflict how we address conflicts when we when they come up in our lives we can't avoid conflict um so if conflicts are going to come you've got to have some tools right you've got to be ready to deal with them in a way that at the end of the day you can be like okay it's not the pleasantest thing but you know what i, I know how to navigate this and and have it be in a way where i'm not burning bridges um, and then we also uh, had one of my favorite people, Andre McRae, uh, come in and talk about artistic excellence. He's so inspiring and just He's always amazing. on point. Um, and he's a composer and a writer and a, he was an opera singer and a performer. Uh, and he, yeah, he just brings that inspiration. We did financial literacy workshops. We did job training. Uh, but the next workshop that I think was uh, really, I was so impressed with how well it went was a healthy relationship workshop that was led by the House of Ruth. And the House of Ruth works particularly with those who are struggling with domestic violence or intimate partner abuse. And they have an intervention specifically for people who think that they might commit intimate partner abuse. And not a lot of abuse organizations have that. They typically focus on the victims of abuse, but not on the abusers who often have been victims of abuse themselves and mm -hmm. don't have the tools or the skill set to deal with their own emotions when they're in heated situations. And as you know, during this pandemic, there's been an increase and a rise in domestic violence. And so I just felt like it was so on point and so perfect and like you know, to be able to start to have those conversations, have words to express your feelings, like dozens of them, and not just I'm mad. Right. <laughs> you know, um, at a as a teenager, it's huge. Like that's going to change so many things and so many relationships that you deal with in your life. 
And it was one of those workshops where the workshop was over, but they just kept going. I had to turn my camera off because I was like, they are in it. I'm just going to sit back here and let them roll. And just they let, were just let it go. They were having fun. They were talking about their own relationships, their friends' relationships, how getting advice. It was really beautiful. And so um, that was a highlight to see the progression from just your own personal emotions to your relationships and having healthy relationships across the board um, was really, really beautiful. And then the other thing that was, uh, I would say probably one of the most challenging things is that once we got to the videotaping process, I did not realize at the time that the folks that I had working, the more and more that the pandemic went on, the more and more I couldn't utilize the folks I thought I was going to on camera. Wow. So I wind up being my cameraman for most of these shoots. Really? The amount of headspace that that was taking up to be the director um, and I would, you know, have somebody else there helping with costumes or you know, having Fia did costumes, create little costume bags for everybody that sat separately for like a week before they were ever given to the person to make sure right. everybody's things was like clean and quarantine. No one handled your stuff. Um, but uh, there was a shoot for, for one number and I won't tell you what it is right away that I literally was filming it. And I was like, this is gonna take so long. Like I was in the middle of it. And I was like, I'm so tired. My brain is tired. My creative mind is swollen. I was like, I was like, what I gotta do this angle, that angle, get that shot. Like I was you know, thinking through all the things, like it was like a machine that was firing. You're making so many decisions as the camera person who's also apparently the lighting person because it's natural light and I got to make those decisions who's also the director who's also the writer and so there was that one day and I was like oh my gosh and I literally thought I don't know if I'm going to make it and I have these two actors here and I'm like I just want to go home and take a nap <laughs> I'm so tired like that. I'm so tired I'm tired of this old, my project and it's my project right and I was just like, come on, CJ, come on. And I was like, take a breath, pull through, say a prayer. And I was just like, okay, we're going to be all right. And then I would just push through just sort of one moment at a time. And after we captured everything, I was like, I, I this is great. We've got great material. You know, we went all the way till dusk. Like we started daytime by the end, it was evening. <laughs> and uh, with this one scene, and when we did go to the editing process, um, I have four editors who are working on it, but that particular scene, because it was so intricate and so many decisions I was making on the spot, it was also a location I had never been to. It was one of the students' homes that was playing Carmen, so we were playing outside of her home. And um, I was like, I, I have to edit it. And when it's all said and done, it, was, it is literally my favorite piece in the movie and it's about time and it was the hardest day of shooting for me but man when it was said and done I was like I love this piece I love yeah there were and, and part of it was I was shooting a lot I just wanted to have a lot of options so right. you know I had 15 20 different options to be able to choose from to get lots of fun interesting angles and how do I make this love story this moment where Don Jose and Carmen reunite feel like they're close even though they're six to ten feet apart almost the entire time and feel like love coming together, even though it's distant almost the entire time. And I feel like we were able to accomplish that with that piece. And it is definitely one of my favorite parts of the movie. Wow. And I think, I think with respect to that, I think with creativity, you have to have patience and a will to keep going. Because if not, you'll drop something that could be golden, you know? And I think there are those moments where you're in the middle and everything is like spinning. Your creative mind is spinning. Your your, your original mind is spinning. <laughs> and you're just like, 
um and you're just like okay lord if let breathe and you take those moments to to stop do whatever you have to do but i think persevering is key when you're in the creative world because there are things that will happen that will go left that will go right that will go completely opposite of what you wanted to but yeah. the thing about it is with the creative mind and having that problem solving kind of ability you have to have patience because without patience and those moments where you can just breathe the solution that the solution that you really actually have because you're so flustered and frustrated you'll forget it yeah and you'll yeah. drop it and you'll leave it there when really that like this could be a golden opportunity this is like your hot shot to finish the project and to keep going so i think with creativity in general you have to persevere and you have to just say breathe <laughs> drink take a drink of water get some food and keep going and i think that's really important what be it creatively or be it in any just form of life mm -hmm. um, when things just get overwhelming breathe take a moment pray yeah. and go back to it but you don't want to drop it and i think it's all about perseverance especially in this year where we've literally had to just have one of those moments this year where we're like what is happening things are moving left and right and you're like uh, in the creative world in the in just every world there is you name it it's something going on in it mm -hmm. so i think there was there are moments where you have to just say okay i'm tired but i'm gonna do it and persevere so with that being said 2020 creatively has unlocked some new things for us and this is this is a kind of off the rails question but 2020 has been a year where we have all not forced not been forced to um be creative and to take creativity outside of the box that some people had it and just just take it outside and just do just try new things and it's like a it, it's almost i wouldn't say trial and error but i would say trial and error I would say trial and error kind of process. How can I make this fun? What can I do? So with that being said, do you think 2020 has creatively been one of your better years? I would say absolutely for me. There are things that I had hoped for and wanted to get to with Voices of Carmen even that I wanted to eventually create a movie musical and that it was like, whoop, Here's your chance. Like this is <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <clears throat> and so um, being able to do that and um, yeah, even with our 10th anniversary, deciding we're going to start our dance and be more ensemble season because we usually start in October. And, um, and so we held auditions in September, early October and cast our folks and then got them in rehearsal right away and started this 10th anniversary celebration. And when we had our Dance and Be More reunion, we had singers, dancers, performers from the past decade who've been a part of our company, who live in Texas, who live in New York, who live you know, all over the country, meet together in a stream yard um, and perform together. Like I, met with some of them on Zoom, met with some of them in person, captured some things, and then we edited together a 10-year journey and story of Dance and Be More programs that we were able to view together. But we were also in rehearsals creating movement. And so when those moments came up, everybody in their box was doing the same movement that was in the video. And that was really interesting. Uh, we would have someone play percussion in their... Um, home space while we were dancing in our home space. Um, I had my husband here on keyboard, um, again, playing around with the size of the boxes and whose boxes spotlit, playing around with renaming yourself because when you turn off your camera and then the spoken word that's being said is actually what's on your uh, name as voices or choices. And that's what someone is actually speaking while the other box is on and doing the dance. Now you have Zoom as a backdrop to your spoken word. Um, so yeah, I feel like um, 
even as I'm creating choreography right now for two new pieces that we're working on, I'm not only choreographing the people, I'm choreographing in the space and the angle and the green screen and what might be on. So I just feel like it's opened up this attic that you didn't know you had artistically created. You're like, well, what's all up in here? You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so now you're like, I have all these new things to play around with up in this creative attic that you just weren't aware of, um, you know, because there wasn't a reason to go up there. But we're all home now, so go on, check out the attic, see what's up there. Like, go, go clean it, see what's up there. <laughs> but absolutely, I think oh boy 2020 i've i've pulled and i'm not gonna say pulled rabbits out of hats but i've literally done some things that i never thought i could do um this like year. and one thing I, I never thought i could do was firstly start my own podcast i never i never had thought about that idea i was like oh cool a podcast i don't really know what's behind it but 2020 i think one day i was sitting at home and i was like you know about that podcast idea you know <laughs> I had to go back and review it and go back to it I'm like okay what do you do for a podcast what do you do and I started this um I'm writing like I never thought I could do that I never thought I was creatively just there mm -hmm. but um one one quote I will use um from Andre McRae last year's workshop he said art is comes from your pain and so in that I, I, when I broke that down and I looked at it, I was like, art comes from my pain. How do you use art in uh, a perilous situation when you're just like, you're over it and you, you want to quit? How do you put art to that? And so I just started applying it. There have been moments, and here's a real transparent moment. There have been moments where 2020, where I've cried and I've been like, I, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't want to deal with it. And that's just, you know, me being honest where I got up and I wrote about it. And when I went back from like weeks later, months later, I recently, I was looking at some of the pieces that I wrote from like months ago. Mm -hmm. And not only am I like, whoa, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a whole new world up here <laughs> from 2020. It's a, it's, it's a whole new world. And it's just, you, you have time to unlock so much in you that you never thought you had. You never knew you could write. You never knew you could do that. Mm -hmm. You never knew you could do a, like a movie. You, you never know what you can do until you're at home and you're forced to step back from everything and take a look and say, what is this? Yeah. What can I do with it? How can I fix it? How can I make it? How can I start it? And you're just asking so many how, what, why, who, what do I need to put behind it? You know, and it's very, it can, it can honestly encourage you to keep, to keep in that creative field, to persevere. And it's like, I'm, I'm here now, you know, I've unlocked it and I have to stay with the process and I have to move with it. Mm -hmm. And so I really think a lot of people in this time have unlocked their solutions. I, I believe that heavily. I believe that most people in this time where it was kind of just a, a kind of an everyday routine to do some stuff. I believe 2020 is where a lot of people have found their minds. And I'm a firm believer in that. I believe it found their, found their original mind, found their creative mind, and found solutions to things that had they just taken the time to step back and rest, they would have had solutions for. And this was that year where it all came to pass, basically. Yeah. So I think, I think you're, you really hit on something. There is this, this um, creativity that comes out of stillness, mm, that comes out absolutely. of a quiet place. And I think it also helps to have a creative community. So I'm really curious, Amari, sort of what's your, uh, your take on, on all of this creativity and what creative aspects do you um, dabble in and sort of bring forth from your own mind? Um, I was just sitting and listening. Um, I'm actually interested in um, your musical. Like, I've never done it before, but like, I was like, maybe I should get musical theater tried. So yeah. we could talk like maybe afterwards. But I, um, spoiler, um, I do, yeah. I do show choir. I sing. Um, mm -hmm. As of this year, I really started getting into writing music and free uh, free flowing whether it's with a pen or a pencil whatever and 
the job that I'm with now, it's like through, it's a continuation through YouthWorks, but it's like an entrepreneurship. And what we're doing is we found a problem in our community and we're like, okay, so how as 16 year olds, 15, 16 year olds, how can we as Generation Z find a way that's not too broad or too out of whack to maybe solve it and we came up with an idea to create a children's book because you know there's a lot of injustice with the systems and a lot of incarcerated um people mm-hmm. and we decided to like okay i was like okay maybe we could do a children's book um surrounded by not only black people but like other people of color and other races and dealing with having an incarcerated loved one it doesn't have to just be a mother or a father it could be an aunt an uncle somebody that has impacted your life greatly and I guess I got that from like witnessing it secondhand and my cousin coming to live with us and things like that so I'm like okay I'm really rooted and grounded in this and my mom was like I can see you being an activist or an author I was like I don't know but um I can like totally agree that uh, 2020 has brought a lot of creativity and looking deep into all of the stuff that's happened I was like okay okay 2020 I, I, I'm up up here now I see where you was taking us at and I don't know like with the whole with you talking about your whole um movie musical magic hot moment like okay yes I'm gonna do something that I didn't think I was gonna be able to do at all and with the whole choir thing with my school, we had to actually like record ourselves doing like certain um, song numbers and they're gonna end up like putting it together since we usually do a, a full blown Christmas concert. And I think it's December the 6th, if not the 13th, they're gonna like play the video and people can come. It's like $10, you get the Zoom link, you come in on that, um, that date and you watch everything that we created. And this past Wednesday, we had to, certain certain people had to come to the school and we had to, it was so cold, so cold outside. We couldn't wear our jackets. We had to take our masks off. We were six feet apart and we had to sing certain Christmas selections. And I'm like, okay, I missed you guys. Like, this is worth it. I get to see people outside of the Zoom box. Like, it's worth it after a while. And I guess after all the murmuring and complaining, you can finally see that this was totally worth it because maybe we needed this and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's It's been a blessing to go through this year, even though we've had like our ups and downs and our hardships. I can really attest that 2020 has been a really good year. Yeah. Well, and it's like what you're talking about you know, it makes you grateful for these things that you were just sort of doing day in, day out, like it was nothing. And yet it really is this honor and this privilege to have these gifts, to have these opportunities to perform, to share what we do with other people. And when we've been almost like starved of that for so long and get an opportunity to do it, you're like, wow, this is actually really special. And I think it's reminding people of how special that creative expression is. Totally. I love your idea about uh, and the problem solving uh, about the uh, incarceration system. I actually just went to a party the other night for my uncle uh, who uh, it was his birthday party and he uh, was released from prison the year uh, the week before. So last week. And um, so there were like 30 of us all on the party, on the Zoom party to say hello to him. And I was so impressed with, he knows everybody in the family, every little cousin, he's talking to me. I'd never met the man. And he's like, are you still doing theater? And da, 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 da. And he's so uh, warm and, and just thoughtful about, you know, the people in his life. Uh, but he's been in prison for 30 years. And um, for something that, is still questionable of whether or not he should have been there that long but just to to see him come with such joy and giving to others i was convicted and impressed um with how he really held us and hosted the party that was supposed to be for him but for us 
Wow, that is amazing. That is like, came back and was like, hey cousin. I do that a lot sometimes. <laughs> when I haven't talked to people in a while, I'm just like. <laughs> so I think, oh man, there's there's so much you can actually say about this year in, in regards to everything that has been said. There's so much that could be said about this year, you know? It's one of the worst years, but the best years. Mentally, I know I've talked to a lot of people recently and they've been like, 2020 has been a better year for me. And you know, a lot of people will be like, what, how, you know, virus, injustice, political race that stresses everybody out. And you're just like, how do you find peace in this year? And it all just goes back to having those moments of rest to log out from everything, to pray and to hear from, to, to pray and to hear from the Lord and to understand what is my next move? What am I doing? Where am I going? And to, to gain perseverance and to gain patience if you don't have it, but to, to move and to execute, you know? This has been a year of ex this is this has been a year of execution in silence i believe where a lot of people you know don't don't know your move but your you know your community does but this has been a year where you executed in chaos and when everything just seems like it's falling you're executing and you're moving and you're going and with you miss cj i can i appreciate you this year i appreciate you coming on this podcast but i really appreciate you as like a, a director, a person. Like I remember in rehearsals where we would be cracking up because either somebody said something funny or, and then we would switch maybe like 10 minutes later where we're all quiet and we're all looking at direction. Like we're all moving and we're all make, making this thing happen last year and this year, because I know that you worked hard on this and I really appreciate you. Um, I consider you like a, almost a mentor to me where it's like, just sitting in that voices economy like i was like a kid in a candy store where i was just like wow you know and i really appreciate you especially in 2020 because two creatives like you give us hope to where we're legit like we're not failing we just need to breathe mm -hmm. we're not failing we're not we're not plummeting we're not going down a rabbit hole going down a spiral we just need to rest because I feel like with a creative mind, rest is very important. If you don't rest, your mind will constantly be on a hundred and it will drain you. Your mind will constantly be just going, going, going. I could do this, 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 and this. And if you don't take your moment to just turn it all off and to just rest, journal, pray, prop up, watch a good Netflix show and breathe for a moment, it's gonna drain you, especially as a solutionist, because there's always something that you can figure out. There's always something that you can do. There's always a problem that needs to be solved. And realizing that in the creative mind can be a lot. It can be a lot where you're just like, oh, this has a problem. How do I solve it? And you just take a moment to just say, I'll put this on hold and I'll go make sure that I am okay yeah. as a person before I go back to the creative mindset of being a solutionist. Mm -hmm. And I think I think this year has been a year of solution where people who you, some people who you never thought could execute some stuff are coming out the woodworks and are like moving and, and finding themselves in their creativity, expressing themselves in their creativity, you know, being free and true to who they are in creativity and in the arts and because that's what the art is for expressing expressing and it's it's people say it's oh it's like a it's like a fantasy world it's not a fantasy world it's a world where we express ourselves and so i think that that is important as a creative to have those moments of rest so with that being said miss cj my final question to you is to those who are struggling what would you say so I'm the type of person, if someone is struggling, the first thing I would do is ask questions. You know, what are you struggling with? Um, and so I, because I often ask those questions of myself, what's going on? What's behind this? What happened before this that got you to where you are now? 
Um, where, what's the root of this? Um, I appreciate um, the thing that you're talking about with rest, because one thing that I had started about a year ago is I did a study on the Sabbath and the day of rest. And um, there's a couple of teachers and rabbis that I actually was looking at who really unpack um, this idea that uh, when you look at Jewish culture and who the Sabbath was given to and when it was given, it was given to the Israelites at a time where they had just come out of captivity in Egypt. They didn't have a day of rest. They were enslaved. They you know, laid that hay, laid them bricks, did their thing seven days a week. And so for them to be given this Sabbath day of rest, you got to understand that a lot of their self-worth and value was wrapped up into what they did what they produced. You are worthy. You are worth it. You are worth my time and energy and being alive. If you can produce these bricks, if you can build these, you know, monuments and temples and things like that. But if you can't, then your family's at risk. Your livelihood, your food is at risk. If you can't do these things that I need you to do as my uh, person. And so for God to say to them, I want you to take a day to just rest because your worth is not in what you do for me. You are enough. Just as you are, be still and rest. You don't have to, to plant. You don't have to harvest. You don't have to build. You don't have to do bricks. You don't have to do anything. Just be. And that's enough because you are enough. And so um, I took that and started incorporating the Sabbath into Sabbath rest into my life. And so as busy as I am, as much as I do, honey, Saturday comes <laughs> and I am chilling. Yeah. Like chilling. I look forward to my weekend. I look forward to Friday night. I look forward to Saturday morning. I read, I rest, I look out the window. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go for a walk. Maybe I'll go to a thrift store because I love thrifting. But like, I don't put any pressure on myself. Um, sometimes I will go grocery shopping, but just because I do enjoy grocery shopping, like I stroll through, it's not a job for me. It's like, oh, look at me. It's a stroll through. It really is a stroll through. Yes. And so giving myself an opportunity to shut it down has really opened up more space in my mind for creative ideas because there's not so much weight and pressure and things going, going, going all the time. We're not designed to go, go, go all the time. The seasons rest, the sun rest, everything rest except for us. Mm. <laughs> it is not natural. And so um, I appreciate, you know, when, when the, with the questions or inside of this year, what do you, what would you say to people? Take the rest you need. Um, be reflective, um, but then also know, like see the bigger picture. And, and I think that's helped me a lot in looking at this year, that a lot of this, of what's going on in our world today, some, it's our first time through it, but it's not the first time the world has seen a plague. It's the first time the world has seen a plague with social media and all the ways for that information to get to you in five point whatever split seconds that the world has not experienced before. And so, um, you know, being able to not always be on social media or watching the news or things that sort of rile you up and getting input from positive places, positive people, um, I find really helpful. It's like be be mindful of what you eat, um, and that's not just your food. That's what you hear, what you see, absolutely, what you take in, what you partake in in conversation uh, feeds your mind, feeds your soul, and um, so be mindful and protective of that for your own self care. I think is really important. Thank you. 
is all I can say. I really appreciate you, Miss CJ, for coming on and just sharing your wisdom with us and sharing not only what your 2020 has been like, but it's almost like inside the creative mind of CJ, you know? It's almost like that we get that moment of what are we, like, how do you navigate this crisis creatively, 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 that's the word. So how do you navigate this? And again, Miss CJ, I thank you. I appreciate you. With that being said, Vibe Central, we out.